yesterday. It's one of the greatest songs ever written. Well, it's not Coldplay. It's not Fix You. Welcome to The Fansplainers. My name is David Dedrick. And I'm Ian Boothby. And this week we've come to talk to you about the film Yesterday. Right, which uh, is not uh, a superhero movie. <laughs> no. And every time, that's worth mentioning, every time yeah. it's not a superhero You're movie. You're right. You're right. Though, though, Dave, let me ask you this much. It is summertime. Do you think it takes place in a multiverse? Do I think it takes place in a multiverse? Has a character moved from... Oh, well, first of oh, all, by I the way, let's just set this up and say... Sure. Uh, we're, this is a spoiler uh, podcast. We're yep. going to spoil the movie and do a deep dive into it. Yeah. Uh, so if you don't want to know twists and turns and things that happen, uh, then I'd watch the movie first and then come back. Or if you're the kind of person who wants to listen to this kind of thing first, that's your life, weirdo. <laughs> Knock yourself we out. We don't judge you. We, we just did. Oh, I kind of did. Yeah, I'm actually kind of that kind of guy sometimes too. So I really can't <laughs> judge too too harshly. Yeah. Okay. I am not that guy. Um, did this movie take place in a multiverse? Well, it's possible. I I mean, if you feel like this movie is lacking a scientific explanation for what happens in it. I hope that didn't spoil it for you, that they didn't stop for a minute and have a guy with a chalkboard go, well, this is what happened at this moment in the movie. Mm-hmm. All the lights went out and... Yeah, you keep waiting for the, was it all a dream, you know, the mm. reset, the it's a wonderful life reset, you know. Where... Were you waiting for that? I was not waiting for that, actually. My, I had to a... To the point where it, when things started happening in it, yeah. that made you go, oh, I don't want things to reset now. So now I'm <laughs> conflicted, which is an interesting uh, place yeah, to be in. curious. No, I had more of like a kind of a, a creeping dread through the whole film because I felt like there was going to be some sort of expo- exposure element to it where... You know, and just to jump ahead, there are two characters who seem to be following him, seem to be aware of who he is in a in a kind of a more than just fanish way. And so I was like, "Oh, oh, they're gonna expose him for who he is," and then but it didn't really go that way. The film it it had a completely no, different there's some, some bold uh, bold choices. In it this. had its own agenda. This movie. Now let me uh, do a little bit of a setup here. Sure, let's saying, set up the movie. Uh, well, let's set up the movie, but I'm going to do even more of a setup. I'm oh. going to set up ourselves. Uh, some of you might know that we do another podcast called Sneaky Dragon. Uh, that was that was the first podcast that we started doing. But uh, was it our first our first spinoff podcast? It was our first sidecast. Was uh, completely a sidecast, ca- side right? Uh, was completely Beatles, and in that uh, we did a, a very deep dive on every Beatles song in chronological order. Every Beatles song, every Beatles album. And when yeah. we when we did that, it was surprisingly popular to us. We were surprised yeah. that it kind of took off and was a hit and was mentioned in different uh, magazines yeah. and, and such things. And uh, Dave did most of the heavy lifting in that. Uh, did a lot of uh, deep it was a research pleasure. into the Beatles. Yeah. So um, if you are listening to this uh, from completely Beatles backgrounds, and that's the reason you're listening to this for the first time, because we're going to mention it probably on our completely Beatles Facebook page and what have you. Hi, 
Nice to, nice to see you guys again. Um, but yeah, so we've got a little bit of a Beatles background. From mm-hmm. I'm more, uh, when it comes to the Beatles, I'm more of a casual fan, and you are kind of a super fan of the Beatles, Sure, I would, I, would I could put myself in that category. Right. Now, um, there's been other Beatles uh, movies like Across the Universe, or even mm-hmm. like not good ones like Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, the uh, Bee, Gees, yep. Bee Gees film. I'm trying to think of like any other movies. Not thinking of ones that of course the beatles made yeah uh, but movies with beatles music that do not have there's, the beatles in. there's one called all this in world war three or something like that okay which is like i have never seen it i do have the soundtrack for it it's uh, and i could even it's like a disco version of the beatles okay um being played over i don't know what it is though i don't know i don't think it's a movie i think it's like a i think it's more like a visual experience sort of thing where you're looking at I don't know. I have no idea what it is. I just I just have the album, and I think it was a movie. So. Yeah. If you can think of any other Beatles movies without the Beatles, uh, let us let us know at uh, at the end. Yeah. Of this and yeah. Different post- from like something like Nowhere Boy or Backbeat or something where it's right. like it's a, a you know docu drama or whatever you want to call it. But what movies that incorporate the Beatles music into the film? And uh, yeah, that's. Hmm. I can't think of too. I can't think of too many. Yeah, this so is very much a love letter to the Beatles and and their music. It really is, and it's kind of a really fun way to kind of recontextualize the Beatles, which is kind of exciting because I feel like a group like the Beatles, who are so omnipresent and almost taken for granted, like you know, people will be like, "Oh, I hate the Beatles." You know, it's kind of like, well, you can't hate the Beatles, really. You're just reacting to like how popular they are. And their music is are. so different, you know, yeah. so, so varied. There's something that you like. Yeah. That, you know, you, uh, might, you, or, you might not like, you know, Helter yeah. Skelter, but you like Octopus's Garden, but you like Love, Love Me Do, but you don't like Revolution Number 9. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Or you like something that's really borrowed a lot from the Beatles, you know, over the, over the past, whatever, 40 years, 50 years? 50 years, I guess. And so, yeah, it's... um. It's it's kind of a fun film in that way that it it you know it posits the what if what if there were no Beatles and then it gives us the pleasure of seeing an entire world rediscover the Beatles through through sort of, sort of a mediator uh, who isn't perfect who doesn't get it all right but who gets it as close as he can and that's part of the one of the parts of the film I enjoyed because I was I'm not very good with lyrics um, myself and so I was watching the film I was thinking hmm I wonder how they're gonna handle the I, the fact that you know like how many of us could really you know even if we were like a working musician which this the character in the movie is sort of a working musician even if we were in that position how many of us can remember like all the lyrics of the beatles or so you know so many songs like there's you know you just be limited you know like i can remember bits but i couldn't remember all of them you mm-hmm. know but uh it, the movie does tackle that as well in a fun way. In a fun way, yes. Yeah, the, yeah. Re- the remembering and then that he got Mr. Kite wrong. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. Gets criticized for that later on. I mean, something again, like Helter Skelter, good luck. Mm-hmm. Good luck with good luck with that mm-hmm. if, if, in fact, you're bringing that one up again <laughs> and making choices. So, so oh, oh, go sorry. ahead. I was just going to say, so let's, let's actually just describe what the film is about before we go much farther. Because, right. So we have a character, I believe his name is Sam, or am I, or am I mixed up? I can't remember his name anymore. Too- uh, Jack Malik. Oh, Jack, I'm sorry. Jack, who... Is a sort of a working musician. He's someone who's kind of kind of playing out playing out the kind of end of his ambitions as a as a musician. He's, right. He started being a musician in high school. Yeah. And uh, his friend Ellie, Ellie supported him yeah. and uh, became his manager and mm-hmm. has always been there for him. Yeah. And uh, yeah, now it's uh, you know what's he going to do? It, it doesn't look like it's going to be happening. Yeah. Do and, you wrap up the dream or mm-hmm, what do you do? Mm-hmm. And he is. 
yeah, he's feeling like this is it. I'm, you know, I had all these hopes, but they're not going to pay off. And the movie makes it pretty clear that he's a, a middling songwriter best. It's not like he's a brilliant talent that's been undiscovered. He's just, he's a so-so musician who just, you know, didn't have that little lucky break that you might have written that one special song or that had that one little break that got you a bit of attention. And so... I did like his songs, though. The songs that he had off the Oh, top. really? Yeah. No, they're so sad. Yeah, the summer... No, no, you're wrong. They were good. <laughs> okay. Like the summer, I like the summer song. Uh, <laughs> I think uh, the movie know. makes it pretty clear that they're okay. They're no, okay I disagree. Songs. I think his... Uh, I, I don't think that was... That his success was... Like, I think he was really good. I think the movie says that he was really good. Don't... Do you really think that yeah, he was Yeah, no, I don't think he was very good at all. Disagree strong. <laughs> okay. Really? No, because... Uh, you know his friends. His friends like his like his yep, stuff. Sure. When people see it, they like it. Yeah. You know uh, some people. That you know, there's a scene of him playing at the festival to a mostly empty tent, and who are there indifferent? Right, because everyone else is more famous than him. What yeah. it felt to me was that was saying was you know a lot of it is luck and a break. Oh, sure. And that kind of thing. Of course. But I don't think he was middling in any way. Mm, okay. All right. I have my own opinions of his songs, I guess. That's fine. Mm-hmm. We can agree to disagree on okay. the quality of, of that person's song. Yeah, to the point where I was surprised he didn't try to work. Like, I would have, I would have been interested if he tried to work some of his own songs. He did. In later. Did he? Yeah. I must he have pl- gone to the bathroom. He played um, the summer song, um, and it's uh, not well-liked by anyone. Okay, that might have been a bathroom break on my Okay, <laughs> okay yeah. Um, for the character played by um, the uh, Kate McKinnon is uh, not very happy with his... Uh, okay, that's his, a different situation then. And his friend Nick also... She's wrong. She's, though, just pure evil, though, so mm-hmm. she's probably not the person to run something like that by. I have my own theories on on her character for, like, later on. We can talk about <laughs> okay, that. Okay, sure, sure. But okay. So he's a musician who's struggling yes. and decides to give up on his dream. On his dreams, yeah. So, okay, let me just... Let's really just go to a real basic thing then. So... If you think he's a middling songwriter, yeah. like just middling talent, yeah. should he give up on his dreams? Was not, he right to quit? Not necessarily. Why Why should he keep going if he's no good? Well, Because he, he's not going to get better. But if he enjoys doing it, I mean, if you're, you know, I hope you're, like, I think if you're a person who enjoys creating things, you should do it, whether you're the most talented person in the world or you're just an okay talent. Okay. You know? It seems to be a weird thing for a movie to set up then. If the movie was setting up the idea that he's not very good mm-hmm. and he's going to give up, yeah. what am I rooting for at that point? What do I want to see happen for this guy? Because it feels like if he's not very good yeah. and he wants to give up, mm-hmm. I should be going like, yeah, he should probably go to teaching then. If he's not very good at what he is, he's correct in his yeah. assessment of his abilities. Yeah. His his girlfriend, not girlfriend, yeah. his manager is wrong. Mm-hmm. She should she should not be encouraging this. Yeah. She's the wrong person in this. <laughs> uh, he's correct to give up on his dreams, and that's how we're starting the movie. That's a weird place to begin a movie. It is a weird place, to, but but so at that's the end why of the, I don't think that's what they're doing. But at the end of the movie, he's a teacher. Mm-hmm. So is that a is that a failure then that he gave up on his dreams and goes back to becomes a teacher? He did fulfill his dream, though. I know, but he fulfilled his dream by playing someone else's music as, it, as if it was his own. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's not about him becoming famous because of his talent. Mm-hmm. He rides on the fact that yeah, he's gone through he's gone through a whole journey by that point. Yeah. Like at, by this point, he has not been on the journey. Exactly. He's just decide he's just deciding to quit. Mm-hmm. So again, wh- is that where we're starting the movie with "That's a good idea"? You're right, and then like here's the thing: it's a it's an it's a wonderful life situation. Okay, you know, it's like. 
it's a person who goes to like kind of a low a low spot. Yeah. I mean, it's a wonderful life. He's going to commit suicide, so it's much much lower. But like then reality changes to teach him a lesson. Yeah, to show him something. Uh, and in it's a wonderful life. Of course, he learns you know what would happen if if things had changed a bit. Mm-hmm. And then in this uh, this fellow learns what would happen. You know, and and he gets to more control over it. But like if things were different, and here's the world. But I don't think it's for him. He's not the only person this happens to. He just happens to be a person who has musical talent. You don't think this is for talent. him, about no. him. The world no. hasn't changed just because of him. No. Because there's other people who It's also just a re- random thing that happened. Yeah. Because there's other people who remember the Beatles, too. Okay, we saw different... I, th- I mean, I but think... We saw, but we saw... Yeah, you no, you I saw think, the two characters who, who... Yeah. And they both say, we can't sing. Yes. So we can't, we can't p- pass on this... Yeah. But we know, like, we remember them, and we love them. Right. And we love what you're doing. We love that you're bringing this music out there and that's kind of that weird yeah. kind of relief you get in that sequence when they come and confront him and it's just reality him. is what he what he thinks but yeah. you know the idea like what it feels like is that reality has changed to show him something i don't think i don't think it's uh yeah i mean i don't it's just a random occurrence yeah yeah i don't think it's that for he's him. like gone into another dimension some twilight zone type situation uh, whatever's happened i mean i don't know i don't know if it's another dimension or if it's okay. just the world has changed in some way you know? Okay, so so here's what you're laying out to me as the plot of this movie <laughs> okay, so far. Okay, is there's a fella, yeah, who's not very good at what he does. Okay, who's deciding to give up on his dream. Okay, of the dream, but he's yeah. not very good at what he does. Sure, so that's fine. Okay. He probably should. Then I don't. Oh, no, I'm not saying he should give then, up on it. I didn't say that. Okay, but he but, but he sh- but but he should give up on it if he's not good on it. Like if you're if you're not a good. Uh, soccer player and your whole thing is you want to be a professional soccer player yeah, yeah. Uh, at a certain point at a certain age yeah. you probably should not want to be like you can still play soccer sure go play go play and have fun yeah but don't want to be a professional soccer player because it's not going to occur yeah and he's at the point where he has to d- make a decision of like no i should just not do it and yeah. and and he and the movie is then to you saying he should give up he should because he's not very good Okay, now, what happens next? A random occurrence yeah. pushes him into another world where the Beatles don't exist. I don't know. Where... Not not, not yeah. to solve a problem or to showcase anything. Yeah. Coincidentally, okay. he happens to be a musician who knows all these things, yeah. and then we just happen to follow him. It's not based on what's, what's occurring to him that's, that's the thing. Well, that's just a whole bunch of random shit. Like, <laughs> off the top, then who cares about that's, anything? That's life. Movie? Life is random shit. But not when you have magical... A, a magical element to a story, but it's a magical element that happens to other people too, though. So it's not just right. him. So what they you're saying, caught, then, they are caught in this what for you're some saying, reason that we don't know. They they also are aware of this. Yes, that, that is we, true. And there must be other people too who there's some guy tr- madly trying to invent Coca Cola somewhere maybe. in the world. You know, maybe he's like, no one knows what this is. It was so good. Okay. Everyone's drinking Pepsi. It's garbage. I need to invent Coca-Cola. Well, again, I'll make a million I like, dollars. I like Pepsi very much too, so we're very different <laughs> on that. Okay. So you've got a very random... Okay, we've, we're approaching this from a very different start. Yeah. Here. But yeah. okay, so uh, he's he's going to quit. Uh, he's, his, his friend Ellie is saying, don't quit. Yeah. And then uh, a thing happens one night where he's on a bike yeah. and all the lights in the world go off. Yeah. And he, uh, he almost gets killed in a traffic accident, mm-hmm. uh, but he doesn't. He knocks out his teeth and when he wakes up, He's in uh, he's in the hospital and uh, mentions a Beatles a song or quotes a Beatles song. Yeah, 
and oh, will you still need me? Will you still feed me when I'm 64? And she doesn't understand that. Yeah. And uh, and then he kind of goes down the road of learning that he's in a world that the Beatles didn't exist. Yes, he plays the uh, yesterday for his friends when they give him a new guitar to replace the one he broke right. in his bike accident, and they are they are to use a British term gobsmacked at the beauty of this song that he's just suddenly played, and none of them understand like why he was keeping this in his back pocket when he had this beautiful song. Why didn't he play it before? And, right. And he's like, well, this is the Beatles. And they're like, the who? And of course, he thinks they're having him on. That would actually have been a funny uh, thing back and forth. The who? No, not the who, the Beatles. <laughs> and he, yeah, he just, um, he doesn't, well, of course, you, it would just seem weird. Like, you wouldn't understand why your friends would not acknowledge the existence of the Beatles. Yeah. This is this is the point in the movie where whenever you have these kind of things or a Twilight Zone episode or whatever, I'm just like, get on with it. Like mm-hmm. this is the this is always the the boring part to me where oh, it's sorry. where it's the um I liked it actually. Oh uh, like when he goes to the computer and he keeps looking for things. Yeah, there's some there's some there's some funny that. bits in there, but like that. just keeping going to people and going like, So you've never heard of this. So you're saying that you have never look, we know that this is a world that the Beatles don't exist in. Yeah. And I understand that you've got to now have him reacting and mm-hmm. you've got to see people reacting, but it's not getting us anywhere. It's not yeah. that interesting to see. Really? No. <laughs> really? No. <laughs> But did you? No. Huh. The computer scenes are, are fine because they're fast and they're interesting. And then I also like that he does look up, do the Rolling Stones exist? Yeah. And yeah. do these other things exist? And my theory on the, and later on finds out Coke doesn't exist. Yeah, yeah. My theory is that the Beatles are Coke. They are the most popular thing. Mm-hmm. But Pepsi, which is the Rolling Stones, exists. <laughs> yeah. So whenever you know that's the way this world works is it's almost the silver metal world okay where everything is the number two thing mm. and so this thing doesn't exist but the, the 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 little bit lesser uh thing not that the rolling stones are bad but it's just they're not they're not the beatles they are the pepsi to yeah. the beatles coke interesting yeah yeah i th- it's almost, i think it's more like the world rebooted and a bunch of information got lost from the mainframe mm. so they were just left with this or it's a world that's just sponsored by Pepsi. And they couldn't get the rights to the Beatles songs, but they could get the rights to the Rolling Stones songs. And so that's the way this Black Mirror episode right. plays out. It's a world run by Microsoft. Yeah, this is a very Black Mirror episode. Yeah. Well, except it doesn't turn horrible. Yeah, I was going to say, except that it's a, happy, uh, it's a happy movie. Because he makes the right choices. Mm-hmm. But it could have, it could have uh, gone. Yeah, oh, that's true. Other. That's true. Right. And the scriptwriter made the right choices as well, because it could have gone and, and play, you know. Like I say, I was nervous about there being some sort of reveal of, but instead it's, he's given an agency that he gets to be the person who reveals the truth. Um, but at the same time, he's like talking about this and you think the world would be like, uh-huh, like what is he talking about? It's crazy. I guess he's just made up, he's got a new concept album called uh, a fake band called The Beatles. And yeah, I did like that uh, his friends thought he was talking about an obscure band because yeah. he's a musician. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like, oh, okay. Yeah, the the what I like to call the Richard Curtis friends, because in every Richard Curtis films, there's that group of, of wacky friends that are just kind of the, the characters can occasionally go and visit. It mm-hmm. seems like every film. Has I did those like characters. I did like them. I yeah, like that they they weren't sympathetic to his teeth being knocked out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, no, everything was like a mean joke, and it was like yeah. good. They're in every movie. Notting Hill, you know, they have a scene where Hugh Grant goes and visits his family, and it's a bunch of like you know sarcastic, you know, semi well to do people. Yep. Making fun of each other. Love Actually is full of the same people, you know. 
all all Richard Curtis films have those characters. I don't know. Four Weddings and a Funeral is basically about those characters. You know? He never does. He ever play Yesterday again? He never does for the rest of the. No, he doesn't. Because yeah. that yeah, that wouldn't make sense if he played that in a concert because he has told his friends that he did not write that song. Mm-hmm. That he's just doing a cover of like yeah, you yeah. know uh, another another band. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, the film has uh, and it's um, yeah. I just I just I I sorry I. I didn't mean to hurt your feelings, by the way, my, the way I watched the movie. No, no, you're not just, hurting my feelings okay. at all. It's just sort of funny to me that we both came at such a different viewpoint of the sort of magical realism, where I don't I didn't see it that way. I thought, thought it was more of a kind of a what if uh, sort of a movie of mm-hmm. uh, what if, you know, someone woke up and this major thing was gone. And what would you do, you know? And I think it's it's interest, it's fun in the film the way that you get you get the dis- the people discovering it all for again. And they can't believe, you know. But I also get a sense of unfairness to it as well. Like there's that scene where Ed Sheeran, I don't know why, he it's a little bit asshole-ish, but he has this contest about who can write a song in a certain amount of time. Yeah. And the winner, blah, blah, blah. So he plays a song called Penguins, which I noticed in the credits was co-written by someone else. So he cheated. He went into a room and <laughs> wrote it with his friend. But then Jack also cheats because he just pulls out one of the greatest songs ever written, yeah. The Long and Winding Road, and sings that. Well, of course... Of course you're going to win a contest like that. It's not fair, you know? If he had been truthful, he would have done his summer song or whatever. Like, But, you know, he's riding on the Beatles. You know, but even as in that he situation, says, he's, uh, he's uh, Salieri at that point, and uh, this guy is uh, Mozart. And he's got to prove that he's better than this guy, because he can't, he can't have this guy that he just found. Uh, oh, Sheeran. Yeah, says, says sure. he's yeah. Salieri. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But he says that after the contest. But yeah, yeah. yeah. But but even before that, he's he's being upstaged by mm-hmm. this guy, and mm-hmm. he can't he can't have that. Yeah, yeah. He's the he's the guy. He's mm-hmm. the thing. Yeah. And uh, and, uh, and I know it's a weird world where Ed Sheeran is that popular. Well, it's a world without the Beatles. Yeah, I guess that's so. Though it's also here's the nice thing is he's uh, it's also a world without uh, Harry Potter, so uh, no one's ever going to call him Ron Weasley. So you know it works out well for him. Okay, he is, he is the he's, okay. he's a very top tier redhead. So <laughs> it, all, right. it all it all goes well. It's good for him. Yeah, but yeah, people. Uh, you know when he when he I, I did like that people didn't immediately go. This is amazing. Like they mm-hmm. did when he's trying to play uh, "Let It Be." Oh, that was very good. You know, it's it that's a, that's a great comedy scene. Yes, that's just played out really well, but mm-hmm. also realistic. That like, yes. no, your family won't get this. They don't care. Yeah, and that, we don't yeah. want to hear the opening again. It's like absolutely right. This is absolutely hundred percent correct. It doesn't matter. And I did like when he went and he did his first uh, performance. People didn't immediately go for it either, yeah. which they wouldn't. It's something new. Yeah, no, they wouldn't. But someone, uh, someone who is in the know, did pick up on it. Yes, that's right. I think it was Gavin. That's correct. Who then uh, they they record a, a little kind of EP of to almost four. a music video. Yeah, uh, kind of kind of, kind of a fun montage. Yes, of of the creation of an album montage, which is always. People and and I was watching a review of Bohemian Rhapsody a, uh, a while ago, and the person went, "Oh, it's another one of those recording an album montages. How boring!" I'm like, "Not boring. That's the most fun in these movies is to see how things are done. Like, how was this made? Like, how did Queen make this album? How did Jack, you know, on a shoestring, make record Beatles songs? Like, make his own versions of them. And that's kind of fun to yeah, watch. It's fun seeing uh, them with the rubber gloves. Yeah, doing, doing the clapping. Yeah. And yeah, just adding all the percussion and, and everything to the song, and then you hear the results in, in the music uh, soundtrack as well. And the other, that's what I want to point out before I say any 
go on, and I wish I, I don't know the name of the composer of this movie who did the, the music for it, the score, but what a great job of incorporating kind of Beatlesque sounds into the score. I got music by Daniel uh, Pemberton. There you go. And he, um, there, for instance, there's the scene where Jack is riding, and it's playing a little bit. It starts off with a kind of Mellotron, mm. uh, kind of referencing Strawberry Fields in a way. And then as as the lights around the world go out, it starts doing a kind of a day in the life yeah. orchestral uh, climax Smell, sort yeah. of thing. Yeah. And, uh, but not quite. It's this hint at, but isn't the same as. And it's, it's very nice. And that's done throughout the film. And I, I thought that was very clever. I th- also think it's very interesting, this movie, who who are making this film. Like, okay, the director is Danny Boyle, mm-hmm. who has done a lot of films, but I wouldn't say is like famous for his comedies. Like, Danny Boyle is not somebody to go, oh, I can't wait to go see a Danny Boyle comedy. Okay. Like, I don't know. I don't know how many movies he's made that you could like count as comedies. And I'm, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a so so fan of Danny Boyle. I always feel like his Sha- movies. I'm looking Shallow Grave. Shallow Grave is a very good film. Slumdog Millionaire is, is played for a lot of like. I've uh, not big seen laughs. that one. I have not seen that. Uh, it depends if you if you find like you know cutting off arms funny. 127 hours. <laughs> no. Oh, he did 127. Yes, he did. <laughs> yeah, he's kind of he's a very interesting director. I mean, his movies have sort of a black humor to them, like yeah. Trainspotting. For a while, or... he was going to direct the pilot of my wife's uh, comic book. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he just. He's like, he's a strangely kind of like, he's a journeyman director. He does a lot of different projects. Nothing, you wouldn't like say, oh, that's a Boyle movie. You know what I mean? Like, you don't go, oh, that's a Danny Boyle. Because his movies are always different. They're not, like, mm-hmm. they don't really follow like a pattern or, yeah. a, a, you know, they're not like a Michael Bay film where that. 28 Days Later is very different from Train Spotting. Yeah, yeah, which is very different from Sunshine, which is very yeah. different from The Beach, which is very different from shallow grave or you know some doug millionaire or i didn't even know 127 hours was one of his films uh yeah or that one with okay what's called now forget about it don't worry okay don't worry it's fine it's all good i'm not worrying at all but his movies often his films to me feel like they always feel kind of half-baked like a movie like sunshine for instance which i enjoyed like two-thirds of it and then it kind of switches genres near the end of the film and becomes like a you know, kind of a homicidal maniac movie, going from like a science fiction film to this becoming like a murder movie. I will say that is something about, well, you can count it as a strength or a weakness, but his movies very seldom end in the genre that they begin in. Yeah, and it feels weird. To yeah, me, even it? something like 28 Days Later, which, you know, well, we're just doing a zombie movie, yeah. but then by the end it's like, this doesn't feel like a zombie movie. This yeah. feels like a very different thing. Yeah, I didn't really like that Train spotting yeah. starts off, you know, all right, at this energy, and then it goes, whoa, it gets, it gets <laughs> some places, and then yeah. it goes some other place. Yeah, let's start off with Less for Life and end with No Life. Oh, well played. <laughs> and, yeah, so his, I mean, I, I did not like Train Spotting, but you know, you know why. And, and it like I say, Shallow Grave is very good. I, I mean, I'm sure if I looked at like a list of his films, I might. So I just think it's interesting that he's like teamed up with, well, he's teamed up with Richard Curtis after, so this film must have been in the, obviously it was in the works before he signed on to do the James Bond, the, new, the newest James Bond film. Okay. Which he was going to do and then left the project. I heard from someone because he, in his, in his script, he wanted to kill James Bond. So he wanted it to be Daniel Craig's last film mm. and kill that, that version of James Bond. Okay. So that there could be a new James Bond. Okay. And uh, I guess Eon Productions has said, uh, no. And he went, okay, well, that's fine. We just, we'll agree to disagree. I'm leaving. <laughs> so that was that. So yeah, it was odd. But anyway, so this mo- movie was obviously done before that. But it's strange to me because, well, one thing, Richard Curtis has been making, has been writing and directing his own film since, I think, Notting Hill. All right. So he's been, you know, he doesn't 
need. So I'm almost wondering if this was a Danny Boyle project and he had a script, because I noticed there was a shared story credit, but a single single screenplay credit for Richard Curtis. So I'm kind of wondering if Danny Boyle had this project, liked it, but didn't think the script was strong enough and brought in Richard Curtis to do a major rewrite. He's a good person to bring in. It's a big rewrite because you've cut out the other person who wrote it and they only get a story credit, not a screenplay yeah. credit. So he's obviously done a big rewrite of the film. And so I'm wondering if that's what happened, because otherwise I can't see why Richard Curtis, if he wrote this just on his own or, you know, collaborated with someone, why he wouldn't have done the direction of it. So I'm just, I don't know, though. I'm just kind of curious. I'm just speculating. Okay. If, anyone, if anyone knows, again, yeah, so uh, if anyone let as us a, know. As a friend of Danny Boyle or Richard Curtis, please let us know. <laughs> so he's... Uh, Inner thoughts. So he's uh, records records the uh, the album. Yeah. He's getting some play. Records he's getting CD, some yeah. heat. He puts out a CD. Yeah. This world he's is... He's handing it out at his, uh, at right. his work. That's and, the other reason we know that this world is, is an alternate dimension, is people still have CDs. Oh, that's, a, that's interesting. Okay. Yeah. Though, you know, if you're, uh, if you're not... Full of money. How how else do you get your? Uh, That's work? true. That's true. You know, and and I like that. But he's I mean, if you gave, if I gave you a CD and said, "Here you go." Well, here's the thing. I go to a lot of comic book conventions, and quite often, especially in Seattle, yeah. I'll be handed a CD outside of a comic book convention sure. by someone who's yep. you know yep. got uh, got an album they want. I've I've been handed them on the street. Yeah. So CDs are still. Oh no, a thing. I know they're still a, they're still a thing, but this is they're just there's not many of us left who have. Well, it CD feels also it feels and, very or small, even computers. It feels CDs. very small townish, and like mm, the people that he's true. handing them out to it in is. the store that he works in. Yeah. If if he was to hand them out a website, they wouldn't do it. But if he gets a handing them a physical CD, it feels in their hand. They might give it a listen. Yeah, and uh, and yeah, they do. And then I like that he's going on uh, TV shows, and the novelty is he's the warehouse worker. You know, he's got a <laughs> CD, and the and the host has a joke lined up. Yeah, you know about you know uh, whatever the produce aisles or sales sure, or sure. what have you. And it's like, yep, that's how this would all go, and this is all but novelty. And that's I also that's like right. the show he's on. Is it's it's kind of like a morning show, but it seems like it's a it's like a business orient oriented morning show because the person is making references to how this can be used to drive business and da 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 it's not just a joke but he's oh, also okay. talking about yeah. it in a kind of a serious way but there's also a cooking segment immediately mm, afterwards that's right so yeah yeah it is uh it is it is what it is but it looks like you know he's he's getting a little bit of people are enjoying it but yeah. you know it's not catching on because how do you get that big break yeah how do you get the big break and then uh ed sheeran uh lives locally Yes, and likes likes what he's heard so much that he uh, he actually goes to his house. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't believe him originally when he calls. He, the friends <laughs> are uh, thinks his friend being a joke, which is yeah. absolutely what would happen. Mm-hmm. That's completely right. Uh, I've had friends who are those kind of jerks who would like <laughs> call up, you know, with famous people, and you think like, oh, I've got work, and no, you don't. Uh, they're just jerks. But yeah, Ed Sheeran <laughs> shows up and uh, offers him uh, a little work uh, opening for him in Russia. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, very, very nice. And I like that his dad's there not caring. Yeah. And yeah. just being a dad. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that's nice. I like that he says, uh, you look like Ed Sheeran. <laughs> that's, yes. a, that's a good bit. And he says, I am Ed Sheeran. He goes, good, good work. Like that, you know, like... <laughs> Yeah, you, his family is very charming. And I like that his family isn't the family that you'd see in many of these movies, which is you've got to give up on your dreams mm-hmm. and you got to da-da-da-da. Well, so, they do. They are kind of disappointed when he decides he's going to carry on as a musician. Yeah, but they still... I do like when the friend comes over and he's talking to his wife on the phone and he's like, you know, he's, yep, he's still he's still <laughs> yep. doing it. That's the neighborhood. I, I, I know. I, I know. I know. Yep. Yep. Well, you're right. Just, 
<laughs> this is basically the yeah. phone call. <laughs> that uh, that but, is a neighborhood. But but people are still yeah. It's not but yeah. There's not the the alcoholic dad and the and the the screaming mum and the, the, the sort of like fake drama. Yeah, there's a movie coming up very shortly, and I forget what the title of it is. But it's about um, a, a a young man you know who who is you know, family is from another other country and yeah. he's. Uh, um, from Pakistan, I believe, okay. and uh, he finds the the work of Bruce Springsteen and falls for it. And okay. his family is you gotta just do the job and you yeah, gotta yeah. work and you gotta give up your dreams okay. and it's like that kind of thing. And I'm glad we didn't do that. Yeah, yeah. you know, it's like that movie I've seen many times. I saw the trailer for that movie. It's obvious. It's the name of that film. <laughs> fair, fair enough. <laughs> so uh, they go to they go to Russia and uh, and he plays back in the USSR, yep. which he wrote on the plane. Of course. And, by the way, it's fun. That, so skillful. Uh, uh, the roadie is very good. Uh, yes. The, the the bad roadie. His, uh, his, his friend. His that sort could of get friend. Old fast. Yeah. But uh, does a really nice job. He's not in the movie overly much. And I like that he's nice. telling Etcher and not to rap. You yes. Know, leave it to the brothers. Yeah. You know, don't be. And he's just being uh, just being a real jerk on the plane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just yeah, someone he's one of those people that cannot stop talking, but should. I I, I know them well. Endless... Though he might not be wrong about the Ed Sheeran rapping thing. I don't know. I don't know Ed Sheeran. I don't know. Music. I don't know yeah. either. That yeah. could be a little little truth wrapped into uh, things there. A nice little. I mean, obviously Ed Sheeran's cool with it. Yeah, it's in the it's in the movie. It's in the movie. Yeah, yeah. Nice little dig on himself. That's fine. So uh, yeah, the Russians love the back in the USSR. And Ed Sheeran does a good job in the film, by the way. Mm-hmm. He does a, does a, a like a acceptable acting job in the film. Yes, he's, he's got a bit of a journey to go on mm-hmm. as someone who's getting his spirit crushed. <laughs> he is a Salieri. But what's so sad is that the Salieri or the Mozart to his Salieri is as a as a fake Mozart. So you 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 feel sorry for Ed Sheeran because he's no way you could win because you're playing a game against someone who has the, all the dice loaded in their favor. And this is where things take a turn because he is discovered in Russia by Kate McKinnon. Mm. And okay, here's my theory on Kate McKinnon. Sure, do you have a theory on Kate McKinnon? I do not have a theory on Kate McKinnon. And my I'm theory not... is that she's a manager agent, right? Archetype. But she is of all the characters that are in this. Yeah, she is so over the top. Like yes. she's beyond, 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 beyond over the top. I kind of, I sort of didn't like her character in the film. Fine, that's totally fine to not like. It just seemed sort of obvious, like, and you know, like it's just weird when you put a character in a movie. It'd be like having a character as a murderer in a film, and he's like. And I'm also a murderer. I'm going to kill you later. Well, there's, okay, there's, it's going to give there's away two that. ways to go with this. One is she is kind of a reprehensible character, but mm-hmm. because everyone is so hungry for this thing that she is offering, she yeah. can be tell the truth yeah, about uh, about it and just go like, I'm going to take most of your money. And mm-hmm. this is this is everything that she says is the truth and yeah, awful and horrible. Right. But it's it's okay. What are you going to do? You want this so bad that I, guess. I will. That you will that you will take it all that I'm going to say, and Ed Ed also made this deal, and now Ed is the second, and I am now dismissing Ed. Yeah, Ed is not as important to me, but Ed made served me well, and now Ed is nothing to me. You <laughs> okay. are the thing. You are yeah. the special one to me. Okay, so here is what I think about her. Sure, I think she's the devil. Okay. I think just straight out and out, she is just plain the devil because okay. all the things that she says and does huh. is all temptation yeah and she has had she has had her fill of ed sheeran yeah and she got ed sheeran to bring her one more uh <laughs> victim ta- victim yeah she she probably changed the world to tempt him and you know corrupt him and you know uh, give him everything that he wants okay and uh, and then you know later on in the film when he makes the choice to reject it which he which he will and we'll get a bit to that uh she loses her mind uh 
Uh, she, because yeah, she, he he beat the devil, and huh. then he gets to be happy in the end. He's yeah, fine. Yeah, but she is so 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 cartoonish. It's very over the top. Yeah. That it, you got to go like she's something. She represents something. Okay. It's just you know, hmm. yeah. So so that's the that's the way I kind of I kind of went with uh, with her. But yeah, she meets him and uh, offers him you know to untold uh, riches untold in her riches. own pockets. That's right. I'm gonna have untold riches. You will have told riches. And uh, he, she wants to be his manager now. Ellie, Ellie uh, has been his manager since she was in high school. Yeah, he played Wonderwall. She loved it. Uh, <laughs> she kind of fell for him. She's been in love with him all this time, but she hasn't told him. She doesn't remember Wonderwall either. She doesn't remember Wonderwall. That's right, because Oasis is also gone from. The- Here's the weird thing. Like I kept thinking that the the way they were going to do the switch was going to be he was going to play Wonderwall for her. And then there, that would either like unlock something because mm. that was the song that she fell in love to with him to. Okay. So it's like if she's in love with him in this world, yeah. when did she fall in love with him? And to, and, to, and to what song? Yeah. You know, what was it? Can she remember it? What was it? Um, that's like a, a little, little twist on that. I think it's... I think it's too complicated a hole to to dive down into for the filmmakers to but start to try to. They set it up to... so much that it's Wonderwall. Yeah, Wonderwall was the thing, and mm-hmm. then the Oasis doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. It's weird to like set those two things up and not have the third thing at any point where he yeah. would play Wonderwall for her. Yeah, but I mean, it wouldn't mean anything to her, right? Because it's. Yeah, but then what? Did, when did she fall in love with him? Well, maybe he played S A T U R D A Y night. Maybe. Saturday night. But does that affect? Does that make things different? Like in the world that we started with, yeah, was she in love with him? We assume she was. Yes, she we was. assume she was because she's in love with him in this world. Yeah, but this is a different world. This is a different world that has a different. I don't think it's a change. different world. I think it's just he's he has fallen into a similar situation, but there's just the difference is not in him. Or in her, but just in the in the sort of surface parts there of the, was, their there lives. There was a thing, you know, with with Wonderwall that that was the turning point for her that changed that changed her life and made her. Does she say that in the film? I don't don't remember her saying like this was the. Well, that was when they fell. In, that's when she fell for him, right? Didn't they didn't they set that up? Like I don't think so. I think she was already like. They were already friends. Okay, I'm re- I, again. I'm remembering things a little bit differently. There, yeah, I thought I yeah. thought Wonderwall was like a bigger deal, and so they were gonna like do some kind of payoff with that. But anyway, she uh, she's his manager, but she can't go with him because uh, she's got to teach, and she's, teaching is important. And she's they, a school teacher. Yeah. They've got actual shit to do. You yeah. cannot just leave as a school teacher. Yeah, uh, which I liked. I thought that was a nice, realistic, grounding thing. Yeah. And of course, yeah, it also kind of said like also if, very accurate. Yeah, if she, if uh, yeah, you're married to a teacher. You, can't, you just can't leave in the middle of your school year, right? You just can't. No, the kids, the kids need you. And if he becomes also, a teacher, you which pay, is you have to pay money. To, you have to pay one hundred eighty dollars a day for the days you miss. Oh, is that correct? Yes, because you have to pay for the the person to come in to fill in for you. Uh, it's so hard to find dollars in uh, in uh, the UK. Um, <laughs> so. I'm just saying. I know from experience, like my right. my wife's situation here. So I imagine it would be the same there that you just can't like wander off. And they're like, "Don't worry, we'll fit someone in." So, uh, so then Kate becomes uh, his, or the devil, uh, becomes <laughs> becomes his manager, yep. and they go off on that, uh, and they go off on that journey, and okay. this is where they start to part a little bit. And I'm having and, trouble with the devil thing because she doesn't have a fiddle. How do you know? That's true. We don't. We didn't see one. She has a very very sparsely decorated house, so we don't see her fiddle anywhere. Maybe she's fiddling to uh, to uh, Eleanor Rigby. Like, <laughs> you don't know. She could be playing that in the background. Um, so. Uh, El, Ellie at one point um, confronts him uh, at a very busy party 
about how she feels about him. Yeah. And and kind of does a thing that a lot of dudes uh, have have done in the past and is not as cool to do anymore, which is asking why you're in the friendship zone. She she doesn't go friend zone. She goes columns. Yeah. How did I end up in the friend column? You know, and he's got at that point a list of all the Beatles songs uh, on little <laughs> yeah. post-it notes. Yeah. And there's a list that's all the romantic songs. And he's like, why am I not in this column? Why am I in yeah. the friend the friend column? And he struggles at that point to, like, it seems he's genuinely surprised by this. Yeah. Do you think he was in love with her at at, at that point? How, what, what? Yes, because he, later on he says that he's loved her, uh, you know, for all, all his life or whatever. So... Um, I, but I think at this point in the film, he is, he, his ambitions are beyond her, you know, like he, like she is, she is sort of the millstone to his, his wanting to fly, to leave Suffolk, to go to LA, to become this big star. Yeah. I had a, I had a theory on that, that like, he feels that he, because they're being honest, right? She's laying out her heart and telling everything that she feels. Yeah. And so the thing to do would be to reply with like everything you feel in your heart. But the mm-hmm. problem is he's got a giant lie on it, yeah. which is he's a fraud. Mm-hmm. And all of these songs, he's got to tell her at some point and he's dying to tell her. Yeah. He I does try at one point to tell her. Yes. And something and happens to interrupt them. And... That's correct. Uh, but he can't tell her that he loves her without telling her the truth about the um the the, the songs because yeah. the person he's presenting is a lie mm-hmm. and so and so it wouldn't it wouldn't work yeah uh but she doesn't know that and and thinks that she's just being rejected yeah which is you know, yeah. heartbreaking it is heartbreaking exactly yeah. and i think yeah, i think it's the two things there one is that he's living a lie and he knows it but he doesn't want to give up on the lie because the lie is giving him what he's always wanted which is fame as a as a performer you know to some some level of success and this is this is another reason why i have a little bit of a problem with the idea that he's not a good musician before Mm -hmm. is that that would mean he's kind of living a lie in the first world and he's living a different lie in the second world i don't the the lie that he could be a successful musician is a lie and she's supporting that lie Mm. uh you know because she's colored by love and she thinks that he's he's good but in the in the in this world, it's a more direct lie of just yeah. like he didn't write these songs. But he is an effective uh, a medium for them. Like he is putting them out there in a sure. in a good way. He's able to sing them well. Yeah. He's able to present them yeah, yeah. well. He's a very competent singer. And uh, yeah, no, he's and, a he's a good performer. It's yeah. just that he doesn't have the genius of 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 the Beatles. And I mean, that's but who does. Well, that's exactly right. That's what I was going to say. Like, but that's very rare. Like, that's it's something that doesn't happen all the time so if it did then it would we wouldn't celebrate the beatles because it would just be run of the mill you know and i don't when i say middling i don't mean that he's untalented i just mean that he is an okay you know middling means okay mm-hmm. he's not great he's not terrible he's just an okay performer like he he's okay you know and when he has the opportunity and he jumps on it right away when he realizes that the beatles don't exist for people in this world, and yet he remembers their songs. He immediately starts trying to remember their songs while he's walking from right. her house in the rain. After he goes and says, "Are you telling me for sure this is not a joke that yeah. the Beatles aren't that you don't know who the Beatles and are?" There's, and and there's, no. there are excellent montages of him trying to remember yeah. things and write things and, down. But and right away, when he discovers from her that no one, no one knows who the Beatles are, he immediately starts trying to remember the songs and starts playing them. Right. So. You know, he is not, he doesn't fall into the situation by happenstance. He actively chooses to present himself as the author of, of someone else's songs. What do you think of the ethical dilemma of him doing that? 
Is that wrong to do in a world where these uh, beings do not exist? Is it wrong to to present these uh, songs as something coming from your yeah, own brain? Yeah, I do when, think so. When to him, yeah. realistically, his brain is the only place these, these things do exist. No, no, it's true. But I think the way that he does it is wrong. It's not wrong for him to reform the songs. It's wrong for him to present them as his own work. You know? how, how else could he present them? Well, what them? if you had a friend who wrote this brilliant book? Mm-hmm. And... You know, he had just finished it, and you knew it was the greatest thing that ever happened. And then he was crossing the street and got k- killed by a bus. And you took the, that book, and you put your name on it, and you published it. Is that wrong? Well, this is a very different situation. How so? Because the Beatles didn't exist in this world. Well, like, no, but they like, still, it still like, created something if, that you are taking from them. If you, if you dreamt yeah. um, that uh, a person wrote a song, yeah. and then you woke up, and you wrote down that song. Yeah. Would you have to credit the person in your dream, even though that person doesn't <laughs> no, exist? No, but that person ex- this only exists in your mind. But it's it different. does in this world to him. Yeah. The Beatles only exist in his mind. They don't I know, exist but they, in reality. But they did exist. No, they didn't. They Not, did exist. Maybe, but he doesn't know that. He remembers them, but in this world, yeah, they never existed. I don't know, but in what he where he came from, the so Beatles how can did he exist. Credit someone that doesn't exist. Like, how can he credit something? If he, if he said this to yeah. anybody, yeah. and just like, yeah, I remember these people that mm-hmm. don't exist. Yeah. Well, one, he looks yeah. crazy. So he can't. So he can't. <laughs> but he does do that at the end of the film. He does credit them. No, no. But they, he doesn't tell these people. Well, okay. By he that does. point. He says this is written okay. by, he right. says their names but, and everything. By that point, uh, he's, he's found something else out. But at the point that we are right now in this movie, yeah. to him, the reality is these people have never existed. They yeah. don't exist on this earth. Yes, that's true. Right. But, but they did exist to him. In his mind. No, no, in his reality. He doesn't know that was a reality. To him, it's just his mind. Like, he believes that... No, no, he thinks that's real. Like, that's real to him. Like, he remembers... Mm-hmm. But it's only in his mind. Okay. Like, he remembers another reality that now no longer exists. Yeah. So, he cannot credit these people. He can't. You know, if, if he was to... Men- like. The, you know, if he was to mention, you know, yeah. uh, hey, uh, this this song that I just made up, it yeah. was written by uh, Joe Velofsnik. Yeah. Oh, let's look him up. Oh, he doesn't exist. Okay. <laughs> well, then he didn't. Yeah. What What are you talking about, bro? Like, what do you, what's What's that about? That's That's hot nonsense. What yeah. you just said. But he does do that at the end of the movie. No, but there's more information by in, that. Point. In Wembley Stadium, he tells yeah, everyone. There's more information by but that. But what's point. the information that he? The has? more inf- Okay, then we can just jump to that. Sure. Fair okay. enough. By that point, he knows that uh, he he goes and he visits John Lennon. Yeah. Which is an amazing uh, scene. It's beautiful. Yeah. He doesn't know, but before then, that John Lennon exists. Mm. But by the time that he's in Wembley Stadium, yeah. he knows John Lennon exists. So, consequently, uh, Paul McCartney exists, Ringo Starr exists, yeah. and George Harrison is more than likely alive because cigarettes don't exist. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, when they mentioned that cigarettes don't exist, I like turned to Pia and just went, oh, George is alive. That's a nice <laughs> way to, to put that. Yeah. Okay, so he knows that they exist, so these people that he is crediting yeah. do exist now to him. At the point we are in the movie, yeah. he does. He thinks they don't exist. Mm. So you cannot credit someone who doesn't exist in this reality without looking like you're crazy. Okay. Right? Well, I'm going to take a higher ground than you and say it's still wrong. Okay. So I'm going to be up here looking down on you. Okay. So you know, on my little white hill. <laughs> yeah, I just... I just still think I still think because they're going to go to even in this case they're going to go to John Lennon yeah. in his little cabin yeah and they're going to go 
hey, we heard you wrote these songs. Someone is going to do that. Yeah. And uh, and they're going to go to Paul McCartney and go, we heard you wrote these songs. Yeah. And Paul's going to go, no, I didn't. Yeah. And it's like, well, he said you did. Well, he's a lawyer. And it's like, well, that's the end of that. You yeah. know, so yeah. he, it, they're just making their lives hard. And yeah. as yeah. much as he's feeling better about what he said, they, that doesn't help them in any way. They yeah, get yeah. no money from it. They get no mm, nothing from it. Uh, you know, he, you know, so, uh, so what's that? Mm-hmm. You know, what's the, what's the ethical thing to do in, the, in that well, case? Well, I, I think he does the ethical thing, which is to release the songs to, for free yes, to the that, world. That is great. So That's... they're, they're accessible to everyone as, as traditional Sure. Arranged by anonymous or whatever, you know what I mean? Like, and that and that's fair. He cannot he cannot give credit to someone who didn't in this reality write it. So mm-hmm. the only ethical thing to do is to release them, and that is absolutely yeah. that is absolutely fine. But at the point in the movie that we're at earlier, yeah. he cannot do that exactly. Mm-hmm. But he wants to tell her the truth, but he can't, and that drives a wedge between them. Yeah, because he has got this huge lie mm-hmm. uh, between mm-hmm. them. For sure. What did you think of the romance between the two of them? Oh, it was great, of course. So Lily James is a wonderful actress, so mm-hmm. she really brings some some heart to that part of the film. It's a difficult role, I think, that she's playing in the movie because she's doing this sort of thing where she is the thing present, preventing him from achieving that the fame that he wants, right? Not not in his normal life, but once he starts to pretend that you know he's the author of these songs and fame is beckoning and stuff like that, her wish is for him to stay with her in Suffolk. His wish is to go out into the world and and you know play these songs and become become popular. And so, but you don't you know you don't have that moment of kind of like, gee, I can't believe she'd make him stay in this little town and not go to L.A. and experience. So you know, because she's just so appealing. So you mm-hmm. just feel like like why are you leaving her? Oh man. <laughs> so all of these songs uh, become very very popular. They yeah. seem to be released in a random way. It's not like yes. the early material is first right. and then we build our way up mm-hmm. and. You know, uh, and you kind of wonder. I, that's what th- one thing. One thing I was when I was watching the film, I was thinking to myself, like, how would people like? I can understand why we like. I want to hold your hand, or she loves you. You know, but in reality, they're pretty basic songs compared to like later Beatles stuff. You know, and then compared to things that came out. You know, that the Beatles. You know, um, influenced or inspired. You know, and this music got more and more complicated and more and more sophisticated and. It just feels weird that he's playing these songs that kind of exist in this kind of weird place where the Beatles appeared and were playing this music, but and it fit the times. But you can't imagine someone in '67 would get really excited about listening to the Beatles in 1964. Do you know what I mean? Okay, they'd never heard the Beatles before. And yet, here's the thing: to a like, okay, we're both uh, fellows who are in our early 50s. Yeah. Um. So we kind of grew up. You know, where kids, you know, uh, you heard the you heard the Beatles and you heard, yes, you, heard, yeah. you heard all this kind of stuff. But to to someone who's like now or even like the last generation, mm-hmm. uh, the Beatles were something that you heard all the stuff at once. Yeah. Like it was all just a mishpash. You would hear something yeah. from their later work and then their early work and whatever, and yeah. you would just find it and pick it and go, oh, okay, I like this and I don't mm-hmm. like this. And I like it. Mm-hmm. So they, it was never released to generations, recent generations in order. Yeah. It was just, it was this hodgepodge that you would just pick up on the on the radio. So maybe, uh, maybe that's how... Uh, I just wonder, like, because we know it. At the same time, like, the Beatles are interesting because their music... It just makes you so happy when you hear it. It's hard to explain. Like mm-hmm. there's sort of a joy to their music. I remember being in a grocery store and they started playing. I think Hard Day's Night, something like that. And it just kind of followed song A, and then it was followed by song C. 
And both those songs seem like nothing compared to what the, the Beatles song. Like it just overwhelmed. Yeah, it those takes songs you somewhere. Just the first note. Yeah. And I just, I was just thinking, well, oh, it's just amazing, like how much power there is in these songs. And I guess that's when the movie is, you know, showing us is just the power in these songs that something relatively simple, like, you know, I saw her standing there. Like if you heard it, you hear it for the first time, you're amazed at, you know, what a great song it is. What the, 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 just the excitement and the mm-hmm. fun in that, in that well, song. Well, with that song, that was interesting because, again, you have a thing uh, that's in the trailers and it's you know predominant where it's Ed Sheeran is trying to get him to change Hey Jude to Hey Dude. Yeah. And I like that he's actually asking, how'd you come up with this song? And he's trying to like half-assed say the actual real story of yeah. how Hey yeah. Jude was written. But Well, the roadie looks on and confused because you don't know anyone with kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly he he knows he knows too much uh why don't we do it in the roadie and, and that was about that roadie no it wasn't um so uh w- you if that song starts with she was just 17 you know what i mean yes and like okay back when that came out that's fine well the beatles were teens, that's right so absolutely were... that's absolutely fine but yeah. he's not a teenager no you know he's a guy who used to be a teacher Mm. And he's a guy who's like an older guy. Yeah. And like if he's up on stage singing that, that is the kind of thing that you go, hmm, that's does he, weird. Does he change the words for it? I don't, I didn't. No, no. He's got, it, it, she was just 17. Oh, you know okay. what I mean? Uh-huh. He sings it. You know, I wonder if, if, if uh, Run For Your Life, If You Can, Little Girl, if that's going to be a song. That he probably didn't bother with that one. Maybe not. Maybe yes. But it would have been interesting to see if any of the material does not, yeah. you know, go to the present. Even if we are, I mean, who who the heck knows if we are actually in the present present? Who knows what things are like? Yeah. Although know? if if Elvis Presley exists in this in this world, yeah, then the opening lyrics to that song are exist anyway because they're actually from a Elvis song that Lennon lifted them from. Oh, okay. So, and we have the Rolling Stones. So there's yes, there's dirty already, songs. There's, there's <laughs> dirty rock and roll songs yeah, yeah. are are around for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So did the now let's let's look let's look at this movie's alternate Rolling Stones history. Did they do other Satanic Majesty's request, which was a response to Sgt. Pepper? Probably not. Because and what's the deal with the with the Beach Boys? You know, Beach Boys would existed before the Beatles. Yeah, but like, did they respond but, in any way? Yeah, like they wouldn't have had sounds or. You that's know? true. There wouldn't have been that competition. I mean, it's possible that Brian Wilson just would have kind of gone that way anyway. But but yeah, there was no push you know he didn't get to hear rubber soul and respond with pet sounds yeah you could have done revolver yeah, they could have really done a deep dive with that and, and shown it's just like, too complicated yeah, a and, and that's not do. the point it's not the point of the movie at all i know so, so i i saw some comment from someone they're like so the world is exactly the same except for yeah. the beatles aren't the, yeah because it'd be so complicated so to, kind of to try to figure back out to our uh, avengers endgame talk yeah you know when they go through their time travel stuff uh, you know they 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 go that's not how time travel works it just works simply yeah. it's just like this because yeah. they want to get rid of all that garbage yeah so yeah. like the point of this movie isn't we're gonna nitpick everything yeah, yeah so all the kids that were named john aren't named john now right yeah, yeah. is that what you're telling me it's like no no we're not gonna we're not gonna do any of that we're yeah. just gonna like it's broad strokes yeah broad strokes and that's what and i think that's what makes this movie charming is it doesn't get bogged down in boring details it really is just about this person's journey through you know from I'll say it again, being an okay musician to suddenly becoming, in the world's view, a brilliant genius, you know, but he knows he isn't, you know. So whether it's in his mind or it's real, to him, you know, what's in your mind is as real as reality. So to him, he's a fake and a and a phony. And that's what's heartbreaking to him is that he can't, you know, like people aren't loving him. They're loving someone else's songs that he is, 
you know, you know what I mean? Like they're not, it's yeah, not really him get, that they're liking. As you say, there is the couple who seem sinister that are floating around when he's visiting Penny Lane and uh, yes, well, the field. The, the, the first person is actually at, at the the Russian the Russian of the show in Moscow where he sees him perform. And you can back see in the uh, an awareness. Well, you um, see his like he's standing. That guy is standing there yeah. after the concert's over. Everyone is gone. But he did not see him standing there. And he's still that's right. <laughs> he didn't see. And he's that guy was older than seventeen. He that's why he didn't. Um, yeah, he was just like so dumbfounded because because yeah, he's experienced the same thing. I remember this great group that changed yeah. the world that brought this great music into the into the 60s into the lives of all this into the world. And then later on he they they when they confront him and yeah. you think like, "Oh, here it goes. Here yeah, it yeah. goes." And it's weird because we had the fake out of uh, him on the, the the late late show or the James Gordon show. Yes. And the trailer uses that fake out as well. I didn't Yeah, I didn't care that. for that because <laughs> it turns out to be a dream sequence yeah. and you're like, "You know what? Dream sequence, yeah, go to hell." What's well, okay in the movie? Eh, I don't but like it's it. not okay that it was built up in the trailer because in the movie it would have felt different than it did in the tra- You know what I mean? Like yeah. if it wasn't built up in the trailer, the movie would have had a different feel. You'd be kind of like, "Oh, what what is going on? This is it's kind of terrifying. Yeah, I, I, yeah, did, then, that that didn't work for me. But then later on, we're having the same kind of thing. Like, oh, he's going to be outed as a fraud, which yeah. we've had in the dream already. So yeah. it feels like, is it a dream? Is it not? But they give him a pass on it, and they go, "Thank you for doing this. Yeah. What you're doing is actually good. You're mm-hmm. the only way that this music would get out into the world. That's right. So don't feel bad about putting this music out in the world." They basically take the burden off his shoulder yeah, of like, yeah. what you're doing is right. You're mm-hmm. making us happy. You're making the world happy. There's no downside. The yeah. Beatles don't exist here. Yeah. You're the only way for this music to get out here. You're fine. And that could be the end of the damn movie. That could be <laughs> fine. He could then get together with Ellie and uh, and everything's everything's great. Yeah. You could just wrap it up there. But he still feels like a fake. Mm-hmm. You know, because it's him. It's not. It's not. You know, you can people can forgive you, but so you can't forgive yourself. It's not forgiving. They don't forgive him. They praise him for it. No, no. I'm just saying. Yeah. But to him, they're forgiving him, right? Because he's the one who feels the guilt, and they're saying, you know, you know, don't carry that burden. Yeah. You know, don't carry that weight. That's what Uh they say to him, right? Very nice. Thank you. And but to him, he cannot. He just can't escape the feeling of not being authentic. You know, he's an inauthentic celebrity. Someone who's living you know dining out on someone else's hard work well this is the thing too is like you know he's got he has got imposter syndrome yeah you know and everyone has imposter syndrome or so many people do mm-hmm. you know it's like you're a you're you know the idea that you're a fraud which yeah. you know that's that's a pretty realistic thing and any musician probably has has that going on yeah like at that point is there anything i guess you feel there is is there anything wrong yes with i've him already just, i'm already looking down on you from my my tall hill yeah so. You know, uh, it's getting higher actually every, every minute. <laughs> again, by this point, he has not. He does not know that John Lennon exists. He doesn't know that. The, so to him, in this world, yeah, uh, you know, he, these people don't exist. Yeah, the only people, that, some, even if there are people that uh, that know that, you know, first of all, yeah. the Beatles did did exist at one point. Yeah, uh, but they don't in this world. He knows that. He's not crazy. Is no, basically no. the deal. That's so right. he's just gotten the. I'm not crazy. Yeah. And they're not mad at me. Mm. They're happy at what I'm doing. So yeah. I'm bringing. But they them also joy. confirm that the Beatles were real outside right. of this, so, outside of his mind. So, right? uh, and no one remembers them. And uh, there we go. And so I'm yeah. bringing them joy. I'm bringing the world joy. Yeah. So far, I'm not. I'm literally hurting nobody. Yeah. With this, with the exception of possibly having a feeling that I'm lying to 
the person that I care about. Yeah, well, and to the world. And in fact, he has... And, told, she- and don't forget Ed Sheeran, yeah, he who ha- really was heartbroken when he lost that songwriting that contest. Absolutely true. But he has actually tried to tell her the truth, yeah. you know, in the past of like, you know, uh, you don't remember who the Beatles are. And, and, and she's like, no. You know, so he, he yeah. did like say, no, this is the Beatles, like from, from the get-go, but she just doesn't... She's yeah. not buying that at all. No, no, yeah. that doesn't make any sense. So, to, you know, to, well, how even will he convince her that this <laughs> that this group group of people existed that didn't exist? Yeah, what's he going to do? You know, it's 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 interesting. Meanwhile, but it's really I don't think it's about him convincing the world. It's about him unburdening his own heart of of what he feels is is you know an inauthentic him. You know, that's that's the existential dilemma for him. You know, that he is not authentic. If you, and that's an, that's a real existential dilemma. And it's there's not, you know, there's you know he's called a genius a couple of times, and there is yeah, the idea and he's not, but no, no, he is because he's he's a genius though in the actual traditional he's a liar a genius. No, 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 he's a he's a genius because he's a genius in the traditional version of genius, and the traditional version of genius isn't that um, that the art comes from you. Okay. What you do is you are a vessel. Yeah. For the muse or okay. the spirit that right. will come through you, sure. and so in this world, he he is the he is the vessel that is the only thing that can get this music out mm-hmm. into the, into the world. No, no, I he agree. didn't he didn't create it, but in traditional form of genius, yeah. the person is is not the creator. Yeah. The person is just uh, the medium to which the genius flies through, and so mm-hmm. that's what he's doing. He is. He is projecting uh, the genius that is the Beatles into the world, and he is not saying this because no one would believe him, and they'd take him to the nut house. Yeah, but also yeah. he's dining out on it as well. Yep, you know. and making people happy. Yeah, and uh, harming nobody. But I mean, you could do it without presenting it as your own music. How? You know? What's his What's his ethical dilemma? Uh, what's his ethical point? You're him at that point in the movie. Yeah. The uh, the couple come and go. Oh, we remember the Beatles. Yeah. And what you're doing is making us happy and making yeah. the world happy. Yeah. Don't worry but about it. Keep but it they're up. also confirming the the independent That's existence correct. of the Beatles. Okay. So, but, so you can no longer so use the in Jack, your mind argument. You're Jack at that point in the movie. Sure. You with full ethics. Yeah. What do you do? Well, I think we see what he does, which is no, no. To... But what do you do? Uh, this, that's what I'm asking okay. right now. It's like because you're from the high point of judgment. Yeah, I'm on so, the okay, tail of so judgment what here. What do because we know what he does. Yeah, we've seen the movie. But what do you do then with that information? Well, I probably wouldn't have done what he did anyway because okay. I couldn't remember any of the stupid lyrics. The, so the, I would have been, I would have been sunk as the other. But what's the like, ethical, like, like what's the most ethical thing he can do? The couple is there saying, "We love what you're doing. Yeah. Please keep it up. It makes us happy." Mm-hmm. Uh, you're making everyone here happy. Okay, we're leaving now. Bye. They go. What's the <laughs> yeah. ethical point? What's the ethical thing that he d- could do at that moment, not knowing that the Beatles, like John Lennon, exists? It doesn't matter, though, because the okay. they did exist. Like, he knows that they were Okay, real. but not in that world. That's what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, but I, he knows that they're real because right. the other people just came in and said, we remember them, yeah, too. Understood. We were there. So what can he do in that world yeah. right then? Yeah. Uh, ethically, well, he's certain, well, because he's already been unethical. He's put himself in a pickle, right? Right. So, what can he do then? To, to he has to tell the truth. What can he? What can he do? He can give, say what? Give away the songs for free, like he does, because he doesn't own okay, them. Okay, he could go up there. On he can the say, roof. "I don't own these songs. They're they're yours. They're yours." All right, that's a nice thing to do, but the, everyone will still think that he wrote the songs. Mm. So, what can he do? So that doesn't that doesn't yeah. uh, stop I mean, the lie. I know, but it the lie does not have to exist outside of your like. It's the truth to you, not to the world. Who cares what they think? Like you have to be honest to yourself, not to what the world doesn't. Okay, the world but he matter. knows that he's not writing the songs, so yeah, he's yeah. already like honest to himself. That no, he knows. but he's pretending to other people that he 
He, he, but like you're he saying it never, doesn't matter to the world. He so shouldn't other have, people he are shouldn't the world. have done this in the first place. Like, he shouldn't have done it in the first yeah. place. Yeah, he shouldn't have like he shouldn't have sang these songs. No, he should not have pretended they were his songs. Okay, but he ha- okay. What could he do? So he. Was, How do you mean? All right. So he's got. Uh, if you find fifty dollars lying the US, in the road, right, so, you should try and return it to the person it belongs to. Okay, like if it's not yours, they don't exist. They do exist. They don't exist. No, they yes, don't. We've we've established they exist because we have two other people that are independent. Okay, wait, wait. Uh, you know, you're all over. The, you're all over the map. You've said like he shouldn't have in the beginning, and yeah. he didn't know those two people existed in the beginning. Yeah, yeah. So from the beginning, yeah. So when he's on the plane with Ed Sheeran and he's going to Russia, yeah. and he sings back in the USSR, yeah. Ed goes, "Where'd you come up with that song? Yeah, what's the ethical thing he does then to stop this all from <laughs> happening? Go. He, you keep putting him in a place where he shouldn't be, though. Like okay, he shouldn't let's be in the plane. Back it up even more. Yeah, back it up even more. Uh, so he's uh, he's he's going to go to that first concert yeah. that that uh, Gavin will see him at. Yeah. So he's he's sitting in the he's sitting there and he's going to perform. Uh, what should he do? Should he do those songs or should he just not do those songs? No, not do those songs. songs oh, so these people yeah. who who say thank you for bringing mm-hmm. these songs into our lives, yeah. you made us happy. Yeah. Uh, don't get to hear the songs. The world doesn't get to enjoy the songs, and that's the ethical thing. I know that the Beatles songs get it's to so, die so and they difficult. don't exist. It's so difficult. Your ethics in this are the Beatles songs <laughs> don't exist and nobody's happy. Well, people are happy. No, they're not. Why? Because do you they don't get the Beatles songs. They don't. All this. But they don't know. They don't. They don't know that. Love the Beatles by yeah. the end, and they, he's brought joy to all these people, including those two nice people. Yeah. And you're saying they, he shouldn't have. But yeah, but the world is like walking around at ninety percent happy, and they just need ten percent of the Beatles to make them happier. No, I don't know. They're already happy. People are already know. happy or sad or angry or whatever. They don't know what you don't know. So you're saying you're not going to miss. He should not have sang any of these songs. Yeah. Okay. We again, we agree. We disagree completely. <laughs> that's that's yeah. that's in no way what this movie is saying to me. Yeah. That he should. Well, what is it saying? Like, what are you? What are you getting out of the movie? <laughs> that is a that is a good question. I think they present an ethical dilemma. Yeah. That uh, you know, it's it's like it's, so. Kate McKinnon is the devil. Yes. So what is she? What is she enticing him into doing? What is he doing that that's sinful that she is enticing him to do? If it's not playing the songs, mm. if it's not pretending that he writes these songs to people, right. is it that he's betraying Ellie? Yes, he is betraying. He is betraying Ellie. He is not. But why? Because he is not you, telling her the truth. And what? And because he is not. Telling, but she won't know. No, listen. She can't understand listen. it. No, though, no, right? no, 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 no. He is not telling her the truth. What is the truth? And the truth is that I didn't write these songs. Okay. Uh, these songs were written by these four men. Yeah. He's got to. He's got to say to her, "You don't remember them. Mm-hmm. I do remember them." Um, and I know this is almost impossible to believe. Yeah. But this is what I sincerely believe, and I understand if you think that I'm crazy. Yeah. And that's okay. But I've got to tell you because I've got to be honest with you. Because if I'm not honest with you, I can't then tell you I love you, and that's the important thing in this. Mm. Is they have a love, and the love is being blocked. By yeah. the lie, Kate McKinnon, uh, by encouraging all this, is encouraging the lie and building the lie and making the lie so big sure. that it will consume him completely. And mm-hmm. when it consumes him completely, as as much as it consumes him, every, the more that it consumes him, yeah. the more he pushes his love away. And 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 sh- they will never be together, and they will never have love. So the devil hates love, and and that is pushing away the love. Yeah. When he finally is able to tell the truth, that is when love is allowed. 
and this crowd of people that should be wanting his blood <laughs> see that he is sincerely in love with her, yeah, yeah. and then love, which is all you need, yeah. um, you know, uh, saves saves the day, and they and they and they find each other. But really, should they be paying for his blood? Because what he's saying to them is incomprehensible. How so? Because he's talking about people it's not who didn't incomprehensible. Ex- he's talking about them. people who didn't exist. I'm not. No, no, about they the don't know that. They don't know these people didn't exist. Oh, okay. Like he's saying at the end with the concert. Yeah. The songs that I that I said I wrote, yeah. I didn't write them. These four men wrote them. Yeah. Well, to these people in the audience, oh, okay. that sounds right. So when people start to explore this, though, they'll find yeah, out. Yeah, I mean, that's not even the worst thing in the world. Mm-hmm. If, like, Bono went, hey, I've never written a song. Mm-hmm. These songs were written by my mates uh, over here, and I'll, I'll give you four names of these people. Yeah. You'd go, oh, well, boo for lying to us, <laughs> but we still like the songs, yeah. and you're still a good performer. And, okay, well, you've told us the truth, and now Bono proposes to somebody, and you go, oh, that's great. All right. Oh, you proposed to the edge. That's nice. Oh, I didn't know about that. Well, I guess that's fine. And uh, it's, all, it's all all right. Yeah. But your, your opinion on this is that uh, they should, none of this should have come out. He should never have done any of the songs for these people, and they should not have brought the Beatles songs into the world, even though well, he's the only person I think, who can. I don't, it's not that I don't think he should have performed the songs. I just don't think that he should have pretended that they were his songs and that's that's the temptation that's the first temptation of the film is that he is he's presented with an opportunity to you know reach great heights of fame yes on you know the back of someone else's work right i guess i don't And i know you keep saying they don't exist in this world they don't to him they are as real as the pepsi is real in that in that world you know so well he could keep asking for a coke like he but could, no one's going to bring him a coke because it's do, not there. <laughs> or look at him really shocked. Um, he, you know, he has, there's, you know, what you said that he tells Ellie, he could also tell the world. What? And it could be just as meaningful or not as meaningful that people could be like, what a strange story to make up about these guys. You really are talented, you know. I don't know why you keep insisting that you didn't. Yeah, they won't. Believe, they won't believe him. They'll think but, he's insane. But that's fine. It doesn't matter. You know, but what matters is, you know, what that he's being honest. You know, that's what matters. Okay, but he, but it would be okay if he, if he, if he did the songs, though. Oh yeah, of course. This not as his own songs. Okay. You know, and I know it's a bit complicated because mm-hmm. you know you sound like a, a crazy person while yes, you're doing you do. this. But you know, people will be like, "Is that the guy who's inspired by insects?" <laughs> is, that, is that that guy? What a nut! I saw his YouTube video or whatever. There's obviously no YouTube in this culture either because no one mentions YouTube. Oh, don't they? Isn't there social media? Like it seems like they're they're, they're... they text. Wait, no, they've like got that. like Instagram. They have like they can throw hearts up and whatever okay. and record live video. So there, okay. I, I would be surprised if YouTube wasn't around. Oh, but maybe it isn't because YouTube is the number one thing, and yeah. this is a world where it's all silver medals. That's right. Then whatever's the second thing would be the popular it's, it's thing. Vimeo. So that would be in- Instagram. So yep, fair enough. Maybe it's just Instagram. Everyone's exists. into Instagram and Vimeo. Yeah. Those are the, those are the yeah. And I wonder what uh, I wonder what search engine he used if he did use Bing. DuckDuckGo. Fair enough. So uh, trying to think of anything else that's uh, that's that's in in the film. Um, you know, by the end he they they do get together. Um, well, let's talk about the John Lennon scene. Okay, let's talk about that. That Cause... one that one choked me up. Yes, it's very good. I mean, what's great about that scene is you get you get a you get a you don't see it coming. You don't see it coming. You get Robert Carlyle as uh, John Lennon. I did not know that. I didn't know that either, but I'm pretty sure that's who it was. I didn't. I did, I missed it in the credits. I you know I always say for the credits of a movie, but okay, there was a lot of people in the theater and they're all walking in front of me at that moment. Okay, but um, I'm pretty sure it was the whole time. Okay. I was like, I'm pretty sure that's Robert. Carlyle. Well, you talk while I look that up because that's interesting. And we'll, and 
but what's nice about that sequence is you get you get a, a happy, satisfied John Lennon, someone who has had a good life and has lived to be seventy eight. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's still and is still doing his thing, which you know Jack is so happy about that he has to hug him, and John Lennon lets him, but. You know, he doesn't understand any of the emotions that are part of this meeting between the two because one person is coming to him with this whole other universe of feelings about John Lennon. And John Lennon, who is just a you know, an old man living in a cottage beside a who lives a good life. By the sea, yeah. A happy life. He's yeah. fought for his love. Yeah. Yeah. They never say who the love is, which yeah, is good. No. Yeah. And yeah, it's a wonderful, it's a wonderful scene. And yeah, just, you're right. Uh, he did play John Lennon in an uncredited role. Oh yeah. Oh, there you go. That's probably that's why I didn't see it. I guess yeah. It was uncredited. Um, that's one other thing. I just want to say that um, Himesh Patel, who plays Jack in the film, did a, a great job in a in a difficult in kind role. Of the, a big breakout role. Yeah. A big breakout role, and yeah, singing and and you know, so it's just they did they did a really good job. I thought uh, really. Um, and it yeah, was an unusual very choice. Charming, yeah. It seemed like an unusual choice to to choose like an an uh, an unknown, an unknown, and someone who like you just think, oh, this is a movie for a white guy to do this role, and this is the Domhnall Gleeson role or whoever. Mm-hmm. And instead, it's uh, they chose Himesh Patel, and he does a great job. But it yeah. seemed like a weird like yeah, that's, well, that's the a weird UK choice. For but, you. Yeah. but then you watch it, and you go, oh, this is perfect. It's perfect. Just, yeah, because you it makes it even more understandable because he's not just playing against. He's not just playing. His music isn't just hard because it's hard to become famous, but also there's cultural things too, where you have family expectations and stuff like that. And you know, like it's hard. You know, that's why you want to go back to becoming a teacher because you're just like, well, that that was comfortable. But I do think it's significant at the end of the film that he's sitting, he's singing "Obladi Oblada" to a gym full of kids, you know, who are enjoying the song way more than they should because it's "Obladi Oblada." No, I'm just joking. (laughs) Um, And and you're watching that and you're like, yeah, that's how that's how you should be spreading the Beatles, you know, is, is just playing these songs. It, and you don't have to make it about yourself. You just make it about the music, you know, and that's what he's doing there. And it's a good it's a good end of the movie. Yeah. Now, has he, do you think also by the time that he uh, spills all the beans? Yes. Uh, at the, the big con- By the way, I like that he performs a bunch of songs before he, before he does that. And I like that uh, Kate McKinnon is upset that he uses brass. For like, uh, yeah, that's right. Like, How much is this costing? Yeah, what's this about? Yeah, <laughs> um, has he run out of Beatles songs by that point? Because there is a limited amount. This is the thing. Like he cannot go forever. It yeah. seems he has gotten through almost all the albums. But like, is he then going to go into Lennon and McCartney's solo work? Yeah. Are we going to have Live and Let Die? Yeah. You know, well, we only have, put it uh, a... simply having a, a wonderful Christmas time. Or yeah. <laughs> You go out and start doing the solos. Yeah. How come this and isn't one, quite as good? This feels as a quarter as good. As also, before. what is uh, what is this ballad of John and Yoko you're singing? Who's, yeah, what's yeah. that song about? Well, yeah, and you probably wouldn't remember like the more obscure parts of like, or even like be worth doing like Honey Pie mm-hmm. or something like the Wild Honey Pie from, well, that's a from cover, the White right? Album. No, no, Honey Pie isn't a cover. No, no, oh, it's, okay, it's a, it's a Paul McCartney song. Okay, or Wild Honey Pie, which is just like this, not you know, pure nonsense. Just a good, a good kind of like a little bit of a. What do you want to call it? A palate cleanser between songs, okay. you know. And that's not really worth doing because everyone would be like, oh, I don't even know what you're, what's this? Yeah, I do like when they're. But he only late. does a double, he does a double album. Mm-hmm. And then he does this, the EP. And the EP has about five songs in it. And let's say the double album is, you know, has, is, let's give it as, as much as um, White Album, that's 30 songs. There's still hundreds of songs after that to go, you know, like there's a lot of, there's a lot of Beatles songs. You'd be okay. surprised if you sat down and, 
and calculated how many there are because we didn't hear anything I, from Revolver. I wouldn't be because we went through all of them on That's our true, podcast. We did. I would not be surprised in the slightest. But I don't remember any songs from Revolver. He didn't do Paperback Writer. He didn't do Rain. He didn't do um, We Can Work It Out. He didn't do Day Tripper. He didn't do I Feel Fine. There's still like a lot of good songs out there to for him to, to jump on. So he could still carry on for a while. But yes, eventually you're going to have to start sneaking in your own songs, which aren't quite as good as the Beatles songs. You Fair know? enough. As much as you might like them, they just, you know, people are going to be like, well, you know, it's pretty good, but it's no, you know, the end. It's, it's pretty good. It's no I Want You, She's So Heavy. Yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to look now and see if like there was any any songs from Revolver in there. That is weird. Yeah, Good Day Sunshine wasn't wasn't in there. I don't remember it being in there. Uh, okay, Got you in my life. I don't think. Yeah, I mean, oh, they did sing Yellow Submarine in the room together. The 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 uh, man, the Russian man, in the right because they had Liverpool. the Yellow Submarine itself. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But why they had a Yellow Submarine, I don't know. Maybe it was just a toy that existed it was just before. A toy. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure. Yellow submarine toys. Were. That would be the one song from Revolver, but he doesn't really play any songs from Revolver. Or does he? Oh, he talked about Nowhere Man at one point. Oh no, Eleanor Rigby. He's trying to write. So Eleanor Rigby's from Revolver. So maybe I'm I'm wrong. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, yeah. Eleanor Rigby is a when he's that's actually one of my favorite scenes is him like trying to come up with the lyrics to Eleanor. Yes, Rigby. that is very. And good. like you and the audience are going, ah, oh, what is it? Yeah, that well, is tough. Me, I'm really doing it. Yeah, I, don't I like remember. that because I know you're, yeah, as you say, you're not a lyrics guy. Um, so uh, it's not even that I'm not a lyrics guy. I'm just, I am mentally incapable of remembering lyrics. Like, they, just, they don't stick in my mind, which is so weird because when I was a child, I would memorize poems. But for whatever reason, like lyrics, just, hmm. they just fall right out of my head. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know if it's, I just prefer, I don't know if it's just my mind is more musical. And so I just, that's what I latch on to. Yeah. You know, like so when I'm at work and by myself, I'll sing songs but i mostly like la 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 through lots big major parts of them and i'll remember bits of the lyrics and then and that's it that's it i'm gonna sing that same four bars over and over again don't stand near me at work because it gets pretty boring going back to my dumb theory that she's the devil <laughs> sure when they have the uh she came down to georgia the scene with him at the end of the big table with all the yes people and uh, and the uh, actor i for, i forget his name but he's uh, from new girl and, okay, uh, and they're making fun of all the titles that he came up with. Like, oh, okay, Sergeant yes, Pepper, yes. Press Club yeah, yeah. And, and Abbey Road and mm-hmm. what have you. That is again a scene that is so surreal in this in this in this movie. Yeah, like it's just so in another movie that it made me go, "No, nah, this is something. This is something another. This is something supernatural. This is oh, really part of the huh. part of the world because there is magic. There is there's the magic gimme of something happened to get him into this sure. world. Yeah, and so I think you know you can you can lend itself to. Uh, you only something. Get, and then you only get one one gimme in science fiction, though. You can you get one gimme, but then that gimme can then uh, if the, if the gimme is um, something related to the other two, like if yeah. they're the same thing, okay, then then you're all right with it. All right. And if the one gimme is that there's there's He's a in little hell. bit of magic, there's something. Well, you know what? The Beatles he, don't exist in this could, world. Of course, it's hell. He could have, yeah, he could have died <laughs> in that car accident. That was one of the things. It was like, oh, what are we gonna do? Are we doing mm-hmm. that? Because it's yeah. a. Here's the thing about a British movie. Is this ashes to ashes. Yeah, that's the thing. Uh, here's the thing about uh, <laughs> about the. Sorry U- to spoil that 15 year old show, everyone. The UK. Yep. You know, anytime I'm watching a UK science fiction uh, thing, it's like, oh no, it's going to turn bad because the UK will always have a bummer yep. ending. Yep. Um, but I watched Utopia. But the UK will give you a depressing ending to a movie that you would think would be uplifting. Yeah, it's true. They'll possibly do it. But then yeah. he could also you know, you why? know end his movie going Jai Ho and we have a big musical number. So, <laughs> you know, it's, it's possible it's either true. way. And they, they have that lottery money. It just gives them this 
Yeah. Fun, funny money. They do, can do whatever they want. You do keep thinking that it's going to – like I did think it was going to snap back to reality. Mm. And I'm glad that it didn't snap back to our reality. Yeah. Just like, nope, this is the way it is. This is the, the world. The, the Beatles are public domain now has and it, he's a teacher it, yeah. and he's happy and he's got love. And, and then he fun. discovers that Harry Potter doesn't exist in this world. Yeah. So, what do you do? Do you release a series of yeah, Harry that's, Potter that's books? more joy. Shouldn't he write those books now and, and uh, spread that he joy should, to the world? He should make them public domain. He probably couldn't remember them, he, though. He gets the, he remembers the gist. And then you uh, get Ed, Ed Sheeran uh, playing Ron, uh, Weasley, and then it all works out <laughs> fine. Because uh, I think Sheeran... That's how the, that should have been the, 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 the credit quote, like the after-credit sequences. Ed Sheeran playing Ron Weasley in a Harry Potter movie. Yeah, what I wanted to know then is like, because Mm. if we are going with the theory that everything's silver metal, who's the silver metal to Harry Potter? What is the Mm. second tier? Yeah, is it Percy uh, whatever in the Olympians? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Percy Dove Tonsils (laughs) and the (laughs) Thor's Hammer. Whatever that was called. Percy something in the Olympians. Exactly. So all in all, I, I really did uh, enjoy the film. I think people should. Uh, yeah, see you it. should. We had different perspectives on it, so uh, there that's you go. fine. We both I, enjoyed it in our own fine. way. That's right. We enjoyed it in our own way. That's right. Um, Me and my cynical, <laughs> oh, it's, yeah. pra- pragmatic, Mister Realist way. Sure, we got a little uh, Linda McCartney thing going on. It's all that's fine. right. We can work it out. So. <laughs> There we go. So, uh, Dave, if people disagree with us or agree with us, uh, what what do they do? Do they just have to shut up and mind their own business? <laughs> That's right. This is the new reality. Okay. Hey, everyone. If you want to talk to us, this is the way you can do it. We have a website called SneakyDragon.com. It is the home to all our myriad web uh, podcasts that we do. And I use the word myriad, and then I couldn't remember if you have a preposition that comes after it. Is it a myriad of or a myriad? Ah. I shouldn't have said myriad at all. I'm sorry I showed off with my my thesaurus like fancy man anyway so we do have a website you're welcome to go there and when the show posts it will have a a comment section underneath it and you're more than welcome to write comments Mm -hmm. there and point out to us that kate mckinnon that probably that scene in the movie was taking place in georgia in russia and so when kate mckinnon arrived the devil went down to georgia looking for a soul to steal looking for a soul to steal that's right (laughs) that is (laughs) <laughs> let's just wrap up this uh, podcast now not this one i mean the whole series <laughs> that's as good as that's gonna get so we have a web uh we have uh, so we have a website we also have an email which is uh i was gonna say my own email because i was giving to someone earlier <laughs> <laughs> by the way here's my pin code for my uh, bank card that's right my dog's my my pet my first my first dog's name my dog's maiden name <laughs> that was a beautiful wedding anyway you can uh, email us at sneakyd at sneakydragon.com. We are also on Facebook at Sneaky Dragon, and we're on Twitter at Sneaky underscore Dragon. Those are all fun ways to contact us. If you are one of those rare people who listen to this show who aren't fans of Sneaky Dragon, we also have a Patreon, which is also Sneaky Dragon. You're welcome to go there and uh, throw us a few bucks to help support the shows that we do. We would appreciate that a lot. And, Ian? Yes, David. This is the end. Let me just give you this advice, song title.
Hey, dude. Hey, dude, are you sure? Hey, dude. That's so much better. Do -do 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 -do. <laughs>